0: Okay, well, hello and welcome. To the first installment of the Truth Reveal podcast. Yes, Yes. (laughs) very happy. Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm very happy to be here. Yes, Lord, (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's it's been a journey. Um, Just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a background. um, Well, actually, just to introduce ourselves. My name is Holly Harris.
1: My name is Latricia Peak, A.K.A. Sweet my name is
0: april rivers all right and so basically how just to kind of give you guys some background and some context on you know how we met uh we met in college uh we saw we all sang on a choir called the children of the sun cultural choir COS in the house C-O-S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we met there of course our love for singing our love for god Um, and we just remained friends, uh, ever since then. Um, and so basically, you know, we've kept in touch all these years and, um, you know, and basically we just, we began, you know, just having real deep conversations and just, um, enjoying the conversations that we had. And, you know, I remember saying, I wish other people could hear the conversations that we had, and um, we didn't realize exactly what type of medium to use in order to allow other people to hear our conversations. But of course, in this era of podcasting, you know, that was one of the things that kind of popped in my mind because I'm a lover of podcasts. I I subscribe to I don't know how many podcasts (laughs) and I listen to them when I'm at work and I really, really enjoy podcasts. And so um, I just began to think that this would be a good one for us to get our conversations out there. And so I kind of brought the idea to um, April and to sleep and, you know, uh, some months later, here we are. I um, oh. want to add to that story. I just was rambling on trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good ramble. It
1: was a good ramble. It was
0: a good ramble.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. So basically, just to kind of give you guys uh, what the vision is for the podcast, um, I'm just going to read our description. Um, We basically are a podcast uh, where we want to host conversations that relate in order to reconcile as we uncover God's truth. Uh, We intend to examine relevant topics pertaining to the church, race relations, gender, pop culture, culture. Current events and politics, uh, we will explore different perspectives and extract the underlying truth so that's our whole objective here is to uh, bring relevant conversations to the table and to discuss them and to extract the truth because in this age of political correctness, sometimes the truth gets lost, and so it's our objective to um, be able to uncover. Uh, that truth so is there anything that you guys wanted to add to that
1: (laughs) i think that i think that was pretty much great um just emphasis on reconciling to truth um because i think uh, a big part of the vision that we had was everybody has so many different opinions and we want to provide truth, but we also want to say it's okay to have a different opinion and that we can be reconciled even with those differences. Just to okay. add that. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I agree. I think that it's a wonderful dynamic as you were saying, Holly, about us being friends and us being able to bring our unique personalities Um to the conversation, even though we're all coming from a biblical Christian worldview, um, we're three individuals who have strong personalities and strong opinions. Um, but I'm excited about bringing something to the world that only we can bring because we have fun. Like we, we we talk about these things. We bring the Lord into these things. We bring the truth, real reveal the truth. Um, but we do it in a way that's very entertaining.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i feel pressure oh i know i'm telling you this is naturally we're naturally entertaining black girl um, magic we are to us I hope well we, yeah we hopefully somebody else <laughs> thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna we can find out
0: well this exactly. is true exactly. my lord today um so, okay. Well, yeah. So you guys know a little bit about us. Um, we definitely want this to be something that grows into a community. Um, if you guys, you know, have ideas, I'm, we are going to be setting up a Facebook page and and everything where we can kind of interact with everybody. If there's uh, any tidbits that people want to add, any, um, ho- uh, show ideas that you have that we can take into consideration, we're definitely, um, willing to do that. So, uh, we thought just for this episode, we would, of course, talk about the elephant in the room. And (laughs) what elephant is that? Corona, okay? (laughs) The coronavirus. Oh, my God. It's definitely, it's been something. Um, That's about all I can say about it. But, uh, well, first of all, how have you guys been doing in this quarantine? Like, what has what's been your feelings what's been your thoughts like um i know for me it's been it's been a, a challenge in that um trying to to stay focused as it relates on what i feel god has called me to do in this moment but then also at the same time, being able to see just the devastation of this disease and you know, so many deaths. And you know, it's like I've been on about 25,000 prayer calls, <laughs> praying, <laughs> praying, praying, right? Right, heartbroken, literally heartbroken, but at the same time, still trying to get up and okay god still you know requires that we do certain things and that we reach out to our neighbors and that we so it's it's almost like <clears throat> we're going through this thing you know with everyone but at the same time there is a mandate for us to be the church and you know to be there for those who are in need and also to fulfill our purpose you know even in the midst of life that's going on so it's it's been a real challenge me to find that balance um between the two between just breaking There's times I've broken down and cried and then the next day I'm excited about starting the podcast <laughs> so it's like
1: it's kind of
0: you know it, it's it's a lot um but that's you know that's me rambling but y'all so, somebody else jumping in amen
1: <laughs> go ahead
0: well, for me, during this time, y'all know my little bit of story. I actually have been tested for COVID-19. I had the nerve, or well, my family had the nerve to get sick during this terrible time. Uh, have a virus that started with my youngest son, and then went to me, and then went to my eldest son. Um, and it was it was nerve-wracking for a moment. Now, of course, I trust God. I believe God, but when you're in the midst of it, when mm. my son first got sick, I was like, what is happening? You know, trying to think of where we've been. I have not been really taking him out. I do all the store runs alone. Um, but um,
1: <laughs> went through that. We can't hear Uh-oh, you, We April. got some
0: technical difficulties going on. We look like some of our hospital workers don't have what they need. Okay, well, she's back. <laughs> the, fear, uh, the fear of some of the healthcare workers even dealing with my son and me when they thought we had it or might have it, and even their fear, you know, Um <laughs> seeing all those things and just making me prayerful but then it also make me grateful. I'm using this time to really not take for granted the things I was taking for granted. Time with my kids. Time to like stop and like truly smell the roses. Mm -hmm. Thank God for my life health and strength. That old school testimony is real. Mm -hmm. It's real.
1: It's It's different.
0: Yes, it is different. And then also looking at the impact that this thing has had on the world. The world has been brought to a halt. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Someone
0: said it. I think it was Jackie. Well, someone I was watching. She said, like a forced Sabbath. We've been forced to stop everything, whether we want to or not. Yeah, Um, I've kind of been up and down with it. I see God in it. I Mm -hmm. smile sometimes. I'm excited <laughs> about certain things, and some days I'm just like <laughs> Hey, glory! So that's
1: that's
0: it for me. <laughs> no,
1: um, unfortunately, I don't feel quarantine, being that I'm still going to work. Bless his holy and righteous. I Bless us, Jesus. Um, but um, I think. You know, just to kind of piggyback off of what everybody else has said, it's that same thing. Um, there are moments where it feels very uh, bipolar. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel my faith rise. I, I feel like a giant um, mm-hmm. in the faith at day at times, and then there are times where I feel like um, a child coddled in a, in a corner. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm specifically walking along with a friend whose husband is currently in the hospital um, and has, is going into week two of his battle with this disease. And I'm seeing it up close and personal, um, not only how it's impacting him, um, but how it's impacted his family and his kids and it's vicious. And so we're praying and we're believing God for healing. Um, but we're there. Are also, those moments where you pray and you have breakthrough, and the fever breaks, and then the next day, the oxygen levels drop, and it's like, wait a minute, what happened? You know, it's like up and down. So um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a uh, it's been a new experience in my faith journey to mm-hmm. to to believe for someone else and for myself, yeah. and just you know praying that i'm okay i'm still interacting with the public because of my job and you know just still trying to have some form of normalcy um in the midst of but i will say glory be to god there is no traffic so every day (laughs) every day when i come home it is smooth sailing
0: so, you know, we thank God the traffic decreased because of the quarantine. Amen. You're silly. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel about, you know, the whole um cases up co- close and personal. I mean, being a part of the life group, I'm a part of, honey, I get texts every day. It seemed like they know everybody with the coronavirus. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and if somebody from my life group is listening, I ain't try. you know, I'm not being funny about it, but I mean, Like because they are praying, women they get prayer requests, and like literally every day, it's uh, I'm just like Lord, this person got it, that person got it, or this person has passed, or that you know be praying for this person or that person. So yeah, it's been a lot, but we I think we trucking along in Jesus. I think
1: too, Holly. Before we transition, I think the other thing too that I'm experiencing outside of the virus is. Even though our world is coming to this halt and this standstill, life is still happening.
0: It is. So
1: people are dying and not dying because of the virus. They're dying Mm -hmm. because of old age. They're dying because it's just their time to transition. They're passing because they had been sick previously. Mm -hmm. And so it's like... Um, someone called me today to sing at a funeral and it's like bringing back to reality, even though there are other people that are dying as a result of this disease, Mm -hmm. some people are dying just through natural causes and families are still having to navigate this very new and delicate place where you can't support in the manner that you want to, and you can't even have the support. Um, Mm -hmm. in the manner that you want to now because of the executive order that's been issued and the amount of people that can gather at a certain time. So, you know, that's very heartbreaking.
0: It is.
1: Um, You want to be there for people that you can't be there for.
0: Mm -hmm. And that people are dying alone, literally. Right. uh, Yeah. It's really heartbreaking. Uh, just to throw out some statistical data of just how um, I don't, we're not trying to bring a damper on nobody, but these are the facts um, that there are currently over 200,000 cases in the U.S. Um, and there have been like over, I think it's like 6,500 deaths so far uh, in the U.S. Worldwide, there are over a million cases and there's been, over sixty-two thousand deaths, but at least two uh, over two hundred thousand um, have recovered. So that's some good news that there are recovering from this disease. <clears throat> so, but as a result of these numbers, um, you know, many states have instituted shelter-in-place orders to lower the possibility of exposure and to prevent spreading. And in these orders, they identify essential and non essential businesses. And so that brings us to, um, you know, our topic today that we're going to touch on as it relates uh, to the virus. And uh, basically, uh, specifically, we're going to touch on as it relates to the church, the church being considered a non essential business and um, just kind of parlaying into. the pastor in Florida Florida that just recently uh, was arrested um, for holding a large gathering church service um despite you know the order the stay at home order and um, the order for it not being no more than ten people to gather in uh, one place in one sanctuary. So just with all of that happening, we pose the question, what do you do when your faith is in direct conflict with the law of the land? And so there's, there's been many uh, debates out there about this um, on one side or the other, as it relates to um, whether or not the church should be considered an essential uh, business, because we do feel like our faith is essential uh, versus us, obeying the laws of the land um so that's basically uh, what we want to discuss today and kind of dive into so does any one of you guys want to start off with um with what you feel as it relates to um the order that's been put in place and the church not being considered (coughs) business well um i'll start off by saying it like this even though the church is deemed a non-essential business, the business of the church is not non-essential. And what I mean by that is the business of the brick and mortar being open or being closed or being able to come in, being able to have staff working there, that can be deemed non-essential. But the prayers of the righteous, the work that we do in a spiritual type way, that is essential and that can still be done outside of the four walls. That's what we have to have to look at, and that's what we've got to renew our minds. I think, um, as church people, and I'm trying to I'm trying to talk in a way that people who are, aren't in the church understand what I'm saying. But like, basically, we can be the church. We can pray. We can serve. We can give. We can uh, help people. And still have those four walls closed. Now, I do understand that people sometimes take the, the scripture that talks about the assembling of ourselves together, like not forsaking that. But even looking at the word assembly, you've got to look at things with a different lens. Because if we're looking at the Bible, there were times where the Lord told his people, go in your chambers and shut the door behind you. There were times where they he told them like don't come out because I'm doing something mm-hmm. I'm doing something and you need to stay in until I give you further instruction. So mm-hmm. I think that's how we have to look at that differently. And I hate to even just focus on that one pastor because this is all new to all of us. Mm-hmm. Pastors are people and they're just trying to do what's right. At the end of I don't think that pastor meant any ill will harm or extra def- even extra defiance he was trying to obey God in the way he thinks he had to obey God but we got to just renew our mind and think differently I don't really see it as persecution against the church I would only see it as persecution if we were the only ones being held by that standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: okay. But just, in, just to kind of touch on essential I really do wish that Roy Cooper realized how essential the beauty supply store is. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I need my concealer. Yeah, you yeah. off
0: topic, daughter.
1: <laughs> I'm just, man, I, feel, I feel some kind of way, but let me get
0: back. I understand that, that too, now, Lord. It's, it's yeah. crucial in these beauty supply yeah. streets.
1: Yes. <laughs> beauty. Yes. I need that concealer, Lord Jesus. But anyway, yeah. So I think, too, I think that um, we as a people, we as a nation, we as humans, we as Christians, I think there should be grace extended, like kind of like what April was saying, um, because we're all um, experiencing something that we've not experienced before. And so I feel like we're all trying to navigate, you know, a very delicate place. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't know what it's like to say we're not having church. Um, yeah. and then we're not having church for an extended period of time and so I think some it's kind of like what you were saying some pastors are, are literally trying to figure it out as they go um, I feel like they're trying to um, which like what Abel said honor God and honor the the the, the mandate um, I think that it's important in this moment that you um, those that lead understand to the significance of the impact that their decisions and their authority has, because mm-hmm. some people are going to go to church just because the pastor That's, said you just yeah, yeah. come. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you operate and, and, and walk in a certain level of authority that is so influential into how people perceive and think, I think, It's that scripture to much is given, much is required. And so you have to think not only what you think is best for your congregants, but you also have to think of the fact that, hey, some people are going to do stuff just because I'm saying I'm going to do it and making decisions that I'm going to make a decision for you in the sense of I'm more concerned about your health and safety and well-being Mm -hmm. than you actually come into this assembly. Now, granted, nobody made those individuals go to church. This is true. <laughs> so you know, that's not, we can't put all that blame. You know, we we shouldn't put that blame on this particular pastor. But for some people, their convictions may have been, "I'm a go." The mm-hmm. same way convictions are. I still have to go to work. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, it's it's one of those things to where, I, to be honest, like, in, in the beginning when this disease first hit, a lot of people didn't take it seriously. Like, I, I, I would be people. one to say that I was one of them people that was like, right. oh, sars H one n one they never really, we're right. not that, you yeah, know, that's not, honey, <laughs> Corona said, uh, I'm not the one. Now, I'm going to be different." <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody that told you wrong, this is uh, okay. real. Right, but, I, and I, so I think, I'm not saying that, you know, he didn't take it seriously, but I do feel like just overall in our country, there is, do you, you see it? Folks still going to the beach, they still in here, there, and everywhere. And so I don't think that, um, that some may take it as serious as it is. Um, and I do feel like sometimes we do feel like, for instance, like when you were talking about April before where, um, there were times, you know, in biblical history where, you know, God said, go in, shut your doors. It's about to rain on the just as well as the unjust. And I feel like that's the time that we're in to where, you know, even though we have our faith and we love God, oh, you can still get sick. You know what I'm saying? I think some people don't really take that into consideration that they feel like, well, I got the Lord, he going to cover and protect me. Yeah, he will cover and protect you, but to put yourself in situations to where you, you know, tempt the Lord or to where you like just going out here all willy-nilly is not what we're supposed to do either, because this is a time to where it's, you know, there are a lot of pastors that are sick There are a lot of, you know, pastors that have died, apostles that have died, preachers that have died, but strong, the whole fivefold, okay, (laughs) people that are strong in the faith left here. And so, and I think that that too is one of those things to where we have to kind of come to um, reconciliation with as far as okay, I love God, he's going to cover and he's going to protect me. But I also have to use wisdom because I can't take for granted that I could get this disease too. And mm-hmm. so I think it's still kind of for some people because they haven't, it hasn't been o- close and personal. It's not really hitting them in the same way. And so they feel like, you know, I can go and do this and I can go and do that and blase blah, blah. But you know, they're not really seeing the seriousness of how many people have died and could die as a result. And then there are there are those of us who do have strong immune systems that could get it, be asymptomatic, and pass it on to someone who can't fight it off. So just having that knowledge and and like the scripture talks about loving your neighbor as yourself to the point mm. where you really consider that hey. If I got this and the Lord covered me and I was able to fight it off, that don't mean I can't give it to somebody else, right? right. Taking that also into consideration, so but um, because I've heard a lot around this debate, <laughs> you know, people like oh, oh, you ain't got the faith I got, you know, to believe that the Lord, I mean, just downright to be honest, foolishness, you know what I'm saying, just you know, not to be judgmental, but like when you basically are are putting absolutes out there like that and just like, you know, um, if you do this, you ain't got, you ain't got the faith or if you do that, you know, you have a lack of faith, you know, it's not the right, um, you know, uh, way that we should be thinking, you know, at this time. So, but did y'all have anything to add to that or? Yeah. Holly, I wanted to say this just to your point. I hope, if anything come out of this, and I believe, you know, I believe that God can take something ugly and give give us the good out of it. And uh, I pray that this will humble people. Like mm. right now is the worst time after all that's going on, after we totally see that we have no control that we thought mm. we had or think we yep. had over uh, certain situations, you know, we can't people can't work. We're in a situation where it don't matter the uh uh me and someone was talking today and she was like this some level the playing field where you could be a millionaire Come and on. the poor man and you
1: are the exact same because if there ain't you no need tissue. Buy, huh? I say cuz you still need toilet paper. You still need toilet <laughs> paper. Right. And you still can't buy no meat cuz there's no right. meat. So so it don't matter. And so
0: we're on one level playing field. So I pray that God is using this time and this time that people don't waste this time by not Mm. humbling themselves and stop comparing yourself. Uh, You know, trying to be some faith warrior and put someone (laughs) down. You still don't realize it's a symbol of your own insecurity. Mm. Uh Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And this is not a competition. It's a not. We come on. But
1: <laughs> And if it's not for God, we ain't yeah. going to make it.
0: It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's good. You have well
1: said, daughter. You have yes.
0: well said. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those times, but, you know, I even, you know, even when it comes to wearing masks, I've seen, you know, debates as it relates to that. And, you know, um, as it relates to uh, believing God is going to protect you if you believe that and why you wearing a mask. Like, it it really has, this virus, if anything, it really has revealed a lot about ourselves. It's revealed our hearts, Mm -hmm. our intentions. You know, it's also revealed our selfishness. It's revealed, you know, I, I, it it was revealed our schooledness because I'm telling you if there's a word schooledness, I don't, there might not be, but anyway, (laughs) but you know, when I go to the store and I'm frustrated because this is out or that is out, it's like we in the U.S. Even during a pandemic, we are the most blessed nation. Like, because to be able to even go to the grocery store and have choices and things to choose from. And then when that's taken away from us, you know what I'm saying, we fall all out or it just really reveals that we're really spoiled. I mean, we're really blessed, you know what I'm saying, even in the midst of all of this chaos that we're going through. And so it's really humbled me to be like, okay, daughter, just wait. You you can wait. You can, you know what I'm saying, you can you know what I'm saying, it it's really has humbled me and showed me a lot about myself and about my own temperament and when I don't get things my way and you know, and stuff like that. And so, um, and just to bring out another point, I know I was watching, um, a, a preacher, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about how America, um, is one of the only nations that never, uh was able to maintain their own freedom or something like that. They were, that, that we've always had a hard time managing our freedom. And so, and that kind of goes back to the point of even with the mandates that have been put in place, a lot of people are still, you know, still abide by them. They still are out there just doing whatever they want to do instead of obeying it because we're so used to being able to just, because it's a democracy, we're so used to just being able to just, you know, trollop around and do whatever we want to do and not submit to what has been put in place. So, but, you know, I might be well. Do
1: you think that, um, kind of like segueing into that, the whole freedom of expression or freedom to, to kind of do your thing, do you think that's why some people, um, they're making the separation with the church and the state? Um,
0: like how so, like, as far as
1: meaning that because of the whole church and state and how they're separated, Mm -hmm. even though the church has been deemed as Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-essential, you're still allowed to meet because of that separation. Do you feel like people have utilized, I don't want to say abuse. I don't, I I think that's maybe a bit far to state. That's a pretty big adjective to use, but, Mm -hmm. um, or not adjective, but I don't know if I want to say abuse, but do you feel like they've taken that liberty and, well, yeah, abused it?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> my Lord today, I, mean, I do think that because, I mean, there is some leeway there. Um, I believe, Lib- I think Liberty University opened their university back up too, didn't
1: they? Right, it?
0: Yeah, because they didn't have I think they had like one case or they didn't have any cases or something and so they just opened back up. Yeah, but I mean that liberty is because I believe that Trump did give um, you know, the governors uh the authority to kind of make that choice of decision as far as the religious organizations and, you know, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I do feel like people are kind of taking that leeway and you know, because we do have the freedom where well, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm going to just, you know, go ahead. But then there are those, it, it, there's kind of like that separation because there are those who are like, well, I'm going to just do what I want to do. But then there are those who within themselves, they really are fighting between that, like you said, what they feel like they believe in the word and they want to keep things going. Versus, you know, the laws of the land. So, I mean, you have the, both types of people: those who are just being rebellious, and those who just didn't know. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of thought, did what they thought was right.
1: And I think that's, way. and I think that's where some of the conflict comes in, as people of faith, as Christians, where you have those who are in that tension between: do I, do I follow this um, order? And abort my faith, so to speak. And then you have those people who are waiting for the opportunity to be a martyr
0: well, and, 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 yeah. and,
1: and waiting for the opportunity to say, My my liberties are being infringed upon, or this is persecution. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like, and this is just my opinion, I don't feel like the church is in persecution. No, it's coming. Yeah. But this right here is not it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with you. I I don't think this is the persecution, like I said, and I think that um, as far as abuse of liberty. I agree with Holly. I said this to another friend of mine. We are spoiled in this nation. We are not used to. Yeah. And, and I, I've seen it in myself. Like, even when I used to looked at China, and I used to always, even before this, China, they always wear masks on their face and stuff like that. And I'd be like, Lord, look at them in the other countries. They can't even breathe their own air. Now mm, look at us. I'll on. go to the grocery store. We look just like <laughs> this. Like Americans have an elitist, uh, an mm. elitist mind frame. And that's in the church and outside, too. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's in the church, you like an elitist mind frame. Like, you talking to them, you're not talking to me.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, again, the underlying thing is I pray that we just give grace to people in this time. Because some yeah. people are rebellious, and, hey, if you want to be a G, you want to die for it, then that's what you, to do. you go ahead and die for it, you know. Um, <laughs> like, like one of the issues that come up in some of the universities that did make- it wasn't just opening like the half class like normal, but the problem they had was they had international students who had no home to go to. They cannot fly back to China, mm. they cannot fly back to Europe, and so they're like nobody's going to take us in, our, in their home. So the, yeah. some of the campuses open back up to let those students go back to their dorms, you know, um, you. and do do things. So we gotta have grace because we don't know what the inner working of all it takes to shut an entire system down yeah that's now, true that's so true i just pray again that we just find the underlining commonality in things we all need grace We yeah move pray for the ones that still gonna go pray for the ones who stay at home pray for the ones who gotta go out here and be on the front lines like, like sweet. Like my friends who are nurses and 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 all that. Holly, I don't know if you still used to going out to work. Uh, well, no. Yeah, they yeah, kind of. So some of us can work from home. I'm working yeah. partially from home. Three days a week, I work from home. Two, I go in. But for all of us who have to, the CEOs that got to make decisions. Because because what people are not realizing, and I hate to ramble on on this point, but I thought about this. People are saying, "Well, are these jobs still making you come to work." These these jobs are thinking, my people ain't got the stimulus check yet. They need Mm. income and they're healthy. And they some of them want to go to work because they're scared they don't have savings. They don't have nothing in their bank account
1: Mm. until they next
0: check come. Yeah. It's it's like a lot to think about. And these are the on the minds of the CEOs and stuff. It's not all greed. Like everybody immediately says, Oh, greedy companies. It's not all greed. Yep. They don't want to let people go right now. Yeah, if they don't have to. No. So we got to pray for everything and humble ourselves because yeah. we're not in the position that some people are.
1: That's true. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really a lot because it's a lot of things that we don't think about. You know, that kind of go into the whole systems and stuff, and so yeah, we definitely have to reconcile that. You know. We don't know. We don't show. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <These> <laughs> don't,
0: To read the, uh, you know, on Voice uh, in the Hood, uh, where he said, uh, <laughs> what? they don't
1: know uh, they don't <laughs> show, the no, they don't show the hood, but I they think. don't care
0: about what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a movie buff, so I'm going to be quoting a lot of uh, movie. uh, (laughs) I know that's right. But but anyway, but yeah, guys, this has been an amazing uh, episode as we dive into this coronavirus. um, We just pray that each and every one of you stay safe um, out there and that, like we said, extend grace because we all need it, especially. Yeah, yeah. So we we just thank you for joining us for our first episode of Truth Reveal. And we pray that you have an amazing day. All right. Yes.
1: And wash your hands and please, take please, a bath.
0: Please take a bath and wash your hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and wash your tail, too. I know wash you home. Wash that. <laughs> I told them to take a bath. <laughs> I yeah, hope they wash right. their tail when they take a right. bath. Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, please, wash everything. Lord. All right, this God. is a sidebar, but I did have a friend. No, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to do it. Never oh, really? mind. Go to- ahead. <laughs>
0: No, I'm not. I'm not
1: even going to go there. Wash your hands and take a bath. Please. (laughs) Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.